working on the fifth sermon of this series as we continue to look at Ephesians chapter 1. We still haven't gotten no farther than verse 3. Amen. But the whole heart of the book is found in verse 1, 2, and 3. If we don't understand the dimensions of what Paul was talking about in these three verses, you're going to miss everything else. If, if, as a Christian, you don't understand that all your blessings come from that you are in Christ, which means also that Christ is in you, and that's your source of everything. You're going to miss it. If we don't understand that because you're in Christ, God the Father has already filled your account with everything you need, you're going to miss it. If you don't understand that the way you tap into what you need is by faith, you're going to miss it. Listen, listen, listen. God doesn't have to make another move. The move he made is more than enough to cover you. Hallelujah. Listen, God already knew everything that you was going to go through, and he already supplied the grace in your account so that you have everything you need to walk in victory. Oh, y'all, I need to hear some more amen. Because don't tell me that I'm the only one that goes through stuff. I know that if you in Christ Jesus... Trouble got your address. I know, I know. If you're trying to be what you're supposed to be, the devil's going to come and find your address and trouble going to come your way. And what I'm telling you, the game changer is when you know God knew it before it happened and that you're covered, that's a game changer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the question today that I have on, on, on is this. There's a couple of questions. Are you willing to do the work, and that is to change your mind to get your blessing? Listen, listen. It's, it's a change of mind from what we used to think to accept God's truth and work it out in faith. Ah, let's do some reading. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm tired already. <laughs> Don't worry, I got much more energy. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And it says, reading from the Amplified, it says, Paul, an apostle, a special messenger of Jesus the Messiah by the divine will that is the purpose and choice of God to the saints who are the consecrated and set apart ones. If you're a Christian, say, that's me. That's who I am. That's who he made me to be. At Ephesus, who are faithful and loyal and steadfast in Christ Jesus, may grace God's unmerited favor. Say, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. I, I don't know about you, but I, I'm going to get mine. And spiritual peace. Say, that's mine. It's in my account, which means peace with God and 
harmony and unity, and watch this, in undisturbedness, which means that the devil shouldn't be able to take your peace. Hallelujah. The Lord gave it, and nobody can take it, but you can allow. Okay, let me, let me, let me move on. Be yours, be yours, be yours from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. May blessing, praise, and eulogy be to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah who has blessed us in Christ, in Christ, who has blessed us, past him, in Christ with every, with every, Every spiritual, given by the Holy Spirit, blessing in the heavenly realm. Somebody said, it's mine. It's mine. Amen. 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 The thought I want to pose to you this morning, amen, amen. is our fight is fixed. So fight. If the fight it's already fixed. Why don't you fight? If he has already won it for you, why don't you go get what you're fighting for? The question is really posed to the children of Israel. How, how is it that after all he has done, you still complaining about what you got to do. After God has shown himself strong and mighty, why are you doubting him after all he brought you out of that he can't take you through? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Here, God delivered them from the most powerful nation on the earth, empire on the earth. For the most powerful man, which was Pharaoh, he, he drowned them up under the Red Sea. And all they had to do is go into the promised land that God said, I have already given you. I just want you to have enough faith to fight. But I already told you I'm going to fight for you that I go before you is already done. Listen, the fight was for them to believe God at his word. Did you know that's really what the battle is? That's really what your Christian journey is? It is not what you see. It is not how you feel. It's not about folks. It's not about situations. It's about, is God in control do i take him at his word is my god big enough to carry me through my problems listen can, can, can i be honest with you we're going to have problems we're living in a fallen world with a fallen devil with fallen people but but if you have god as the center point of your life you shouldn't be moved at everything that happens. At some point, we should be able to say, Lord, I know you are on my side. I know I'm your child. I know I'm covered by the blood. 
And even though my situation is crazy, I don't have to get crazy with my situation. At some point, God and our eyesight got to be big enough that we believe him at his word. And even though things happen that we don't like, happen the way we don't like it, that we don't lose our minds in translation. Listen, listen, listen. Just because you have an illumination of a revelation, that's not good enough. Many of us leave out of here, and the problem is we heard it, but we didn't do nothing with it. We heard the illumination. It sounded good. Okay, that was new for me. I know he was speaking to me. And we shout our way out. The Satan hit you in the gut, in the vest of you, because somebody rolled their eyes at you. Hold on, hold on. Why is somebody rolling your eyes at you, knock you down, when they shouldn't be that important to you anyway? When you know who you are, it really don't matter what anybody else thinks. Hallelujah. When you walk in here, who God has called you to be, listen, I don't, I, don't, I don't know who your mirror is, but God is my mirror. God is my mirror. I get my reference point of what he thinks about me from his word and from the spirit, which means that, that when I come up against people who don't like me, I don't think that much of me, it really doesn't matter because I don't know who you are either. All I know that I believe what God says about me, and that is my reference point. When God is your reference point, stuff just, stuff just fall off. They, they just don't, it just don't mess with you as much. Matter of fact, and if it does, you know how to get back up and say, why did I allow what somebody said on a little computer move me that much? Because you don't know me, you didn't make me, you don't have nothing to do with my destiny. I know whose I am, I know who I am, and I'm believing God for my future. You may not see what's in me, but I know who made me. And if he says, I'm rising, I'm going to rise up. The distraction is intended to take our eyes off of God. Even though the Israelites was delivered, they still was in bondage in their thinking. Can I say this? Though we've been through the blood, it's our thinking we have to contend with. It's our paradigm we have to contend with. It is not about the power of Satan because his power has been broken in the Christian's life. Some of y'all think that, that, that this church, that church, that this service is for non-believers. No, it's for believers. Now, I, I'm going to show them Jesus, but for us who believe, I'm trying to pour into you his truth of his word so that there can be a shifting in our thinking. Now, hold on. If there's a shifting in our thinking, there should be a shifting in our talking. 
If there's a shifting in our talking, now let me go back. If there's a shifting in our thinking, then there should be a shifting in our talking. If there's a shifting in our talking, eventually there's a shifting in our attitude. Faith doesn't come automatically. You have to work the word in order for your faith to catch up. Listen, listen, listen. Just because you got illumination don't mean you got transformation. Transformation comes when you work the illumination, when you speak it out of your mouth, when you talk it to yourself, when you study it, when you pray about it, and that seed of the illumination go pop. Have you ever had something go pop? That, that you don't worked it and it went pop, and now you don't move for I think so to I know so. Is there anybody that, that, that's operating on a knowing and your knowing is keeping you, even though you haven't gotten to the evidence of it, but you know. Uh, let, me, let me stay right here. Let me start here. See, knowing means I don't see it yet. It's not in the, uh, it's not in the atmosphere yet. I, I, I'm not walking in it yet. But in my spirit, I know. Matter of fact, I'm not even asking for it anymore. I'm thanking him for it because I don't have to ask for it because something that went pop in my spirit now I know it's going to happen listen because he told me it's going to happen and I done caught hold to what he told me that I don't went from hearing thinking it's going to happen I done worked it to the place that my spirit bears witness with his word and with his spirit. So my spirit says yes. So when I think about it, I can't help but praise him. I don't even have it yet, but I said thank you. Hallelujah. And listen, something you got to keep to yourself because folks still operate in the seeing, but you got to operate in the believing. And the believing turned to the knowing. So now what happens is when you know you don't have to see something inside of you bear witness with what the word says and you just know. That's where God is trying step by step to get all of us to in various areas of our lives. It's a process. Why? Because we are so difficult. Y'all hear me? Let me show you. Let me show you this. Let me, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Now, you already know that with the children of Israel, that when they came through Egypt, came through the Red Sea, they're supposed to go take the promised land, but because they did not allow their experience of the 10 plagues to get inside of them, they still said, we are grasshoppers in our own eyes. You know what they're saying? We're small. Wait a minute. 
Here they are. They are the descendants of Abraham, who was a prince with God. They come from godly royalty because God picked Abraham out. Matter of fact, his family, Abraham's family, got so big and got so strong that even Pharaoh in Egypt, when Jacob was having children, got so strong that he got afraid of them. They got in bondage because the enemy was afraid of how strong they were. Listen, don't let nobody else's impression of you get inside of you. Uh, come on. You need to hear this. Listen, people that are jealous of you will treat you a certain type of way. And the reason why they treat you that way is because they are jealous of what they see. Listen, listen, listen. People who are, who are <clears throat> intimidated for what God has placed in you won't treat you right, won't talk to you right, got an attitude with you. Now, hold on now. Don't let that get inside of you. Do not incubate that. Don't let that get in your, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's mama. I don't care if it's daddy. I don't care if it's brother. I don't care if it's sister. I don't care if it's church folks. I don't care if your best friend. When, when they don't appreciate the gift that you have and you're trying to walk with God, you need to counsel that out. You need to counsel it out. Right now, counsel us. Somebody right now need to counsel some stuff out. People will be jealous of the anointing on you. People will be jealous of the, of the, of the power God has. Folks will see your future and try to stop you from getting to your future. You need to counsel what they say, what they do. I counsel, delete. They allowed what Pharaoh did to get inside of them. Now listen to me. Sometimes if you don't allow the past, if you don't let it go, it will, it will stop, it will hinder, it will, you will not hear what God says to you. Can I prove that? There have been plenty of ladies who was with a man who beat on them, talked them any old way. And then when they get with a good man, they say, uh-uh, you too good to me. I'm going back to. Did you know being treated bad can feel comfortable after a while? You think that's all you deserve. So the problem is, is with your own thinking. Here God has laid out the promised land for them, and they said, let us go back and get onions and melons. <laughs> that, that don't even sound good on a bad day. <laughs> But don't laugh at them too quickly because we go back to thinking that we should not entertain. We go back to attitudes 
that shouldn't have no place with us. Let me, let me just say this. Though the devil has lost power, he's not going to let go of you easily. He's betting you don't know, though he knows. So he's going to keep on talking smack to you, hoping you're going to keep believing the smack. If it worked once, it worked twice. If it worked twice, it's going to work again. Have you ever noticed he don't change up the game? He just keep on playing it until... You learn how to overcome. Well, why should he change it up if it keeps on working? I want you to see something. I want you to see something. I want you to see where it's Numbers 14, 22, and 24. Because I want you to see something. Because a lot of times we think that we have, I want to say, we think when God says something, we have a choice about the matter. Oh, really? I mean, we do, but, but really? Hold on now. Do you really want the consequences of the choice of saying no? Do you really think that God don't have a response to us shining him? This is God's response. Here he told them to go into the promised land, and they are complaining again. Y'all hear me? Remember that Israel is like us. They are in relationship with God. So it wasn't just disobeying a commandment. It was basically saying, I don't trust you. I'm not going to do It's a relationship. Look at God's response. Because all those men, listen, I showed them my glory. I showed them myself. I chose them. I did miracles before them. It's not like I haven't done anything for them. I did everything for them. Now, hold on. So I said, well, why didn't God just deliver them all at once? Let me explain why. They had 10 gods that they worshiped in Egypt. Each of his miracles was defeating the God of the Egyptians. Hold on, hold on. He wasn't doing that for the Egyptians. He was doing that for the Israelites because they started letting the God of the Egyptians become their God. So God had to take them through the process of destroying these gods that they thought was powerful. And God was saying to them, your God, Jehovah God, is more powerful than all the gods of the whole world. So why you keep looking at them when you need to look at me? Can I step down for this? God will remove your idols sooner or later. Whatever you have put in place of him, whatever is your source, God will deal with it sooner or later. You can't, you can't, you can't walk in your blessing holding on to something else. Listen, can, can, I, can I step into this a little bit more? Let me step in there. 
Where whatever you don't put God in, God's not there. And it's not going to work. Can I go a step deeper? Okay, let me go a step deeper. Many of us bless, many of us pray about God blessing what we want instead of asking God what he wants. God's not blessing your wishes. God is blessing his purpose in you. And God won't show you his purpose in you until you put him in your proper place. When you begin to put God and let go, God will begin to show you. Look what he says. Look what's happening here. He's talking to Moses because he trusts Moses. He's showing Moses his heart. And here he says, he says, they have tested me. They have, they have, they have proven me these 10 times. Each time I did something, they complained. Each time I showed out, instead of seeing me, they looked at what I didn't do yet. Instead of understanding the process I was taking them through, they kept on complaining about what I didn't do instead of seeing what I did do. Uh, how is it that God can bless you and you still complaining? How is it that God has brought us through and we say, but? How is it? And God, and God is, is taking us a step at a time because remember, it's a process because if he did it all at once, we wouldn't appreciate it. It's the process where you see God. It's the steps where you see his glory. It's, it's how you get to know his heart is that he walked you through the process. If God just made things and everything okay, okay, you would never change. That's the problem with some of us. We have never changed. So you are staying right where you are. I mean, listen, God said, I had an open door policy and you wouldn't walk through. I told you I would go before you and you still didn't believe me. I had a fire by night and I had a cloud during the day. Your enemies heard about me. They feared me. They was ready to run. They knew I'm your God. They served. They saw me. They heard about me. All you had to do was show up, and you didn't even show up. Hold on, next verse. Watch, watch how personal this is. Watch this personal this is. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore to give to the Father. Nor shall any of you, listen, nor shall any of you provoke, spurn, he said, you, you just, you rejected me. More than gave up. This is what they did. Stand up. You God, and this is what they said. Yeah. 
When we say no to God, that's what we did. I don't, I don't, I don't hear it. I got my own plan. Listen, whenever we move to our own plan, we have rejected him in our relationship with him. And then we say we got a choice. Really? I knew it was going to get quiet today. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go. Can I take you a step deeper? Okay, Numbers 14, 44 and 45. We are funny. So God says, okay, you don't want to go? I'm not going to go. You, you want it like that? You got it like that. So now they're crying. Isn't it funny that when God gives us what we want, we cry. So the next day, they get up and say, okay, we ready. <laughs> Moses says, ready for what? We ready to go take it. Take what? Well, we done rethought it, and now we ready to go. And Moses says this. He said, don't go. Because if you go, you're going to get beat down. And the reason why you're going to get beat down is that the door of opportunity, when it was open, you didn't count it as precious. Here I was working my miracle. I wanted you to see me in it, but you act like I wasn't nothing. So since you didn't want what I had for you and you thought you had a better plan, your door is now shut. Guess what? They go and do it anyway and got their tails whooped. How can I say this? If we don't see God and the opportunity God has laid before us, and we step into something that he said no in, or didn't step into something he said yes to, when God closes that door is when we recognize where we messed up. And many times we will want it then, but watch it, it's not a heart it's not a change of heart. It's because now we don't like where we're at. Can you imagine? Here guy got, got steak. He got, he, got, he got chicken. And you go back to onions and melons. He got grapes as big as grapefruit. And you go back to onions and melons. So after a week of onions and melons, you start looking over and say, that, that, that steak, that cow look awfully good. <laughs> I mean, everything you want is laid out for you. And you know, and, and know what God says then? Because you got to understand what they did. Every 10 times, they complained. You can only complain so many times before God says, have it your way then. Isn't that Burger King's a habit your way? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Esau 
after he realized what he did in trading his inheritance for some soup. It says, he with great tears start crying because now he wanted back. And the Lord said, too late. What I'm trying to say, I'm trying to say this. It's relationship with him. We got to get to the place where we trust his heart. Even if he puts you in a current situation you don't like, you need to maintain your integrity in that situation. Listen, listen, your faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be tested. Don't trade away your lifelong blessing for a temporary blessing. Listen, how can I say this? It's, it's the tiny things that, that gets in your way. It, it's not so much the big thing. It is the, it is the puppy foxes that eat all the grapes off the vine. See, we're trying to think it's the big thing. No, if, if you're not careful in the tiny thing, they will stop you from your blessing, from your destiny, where God wants to take you. Because if he can't trust us, with, with, if he can't trust us with the small thing, he sure can't trust with the big thing. Y'all with me? Listen, it's relationship. It, and then we put it in religion, then small things don't matter. But when you put it in relationship, then that means that even if we miss it a little bit, we all say, Lord, I'm sorry. Listen, we all going to miss it. But it's an attitude like I'm going to have it my way. Really? No, it's when we miss it, we say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm coming back to you. Listen, the righteous man falls seven times. But guess what they do? Get back up with a change heart. It's the changing of our hearts that God is looking for. A heart towards him. Why? Because his heart is towards you. Let me, let me, let me end this up. Let me show you some things. David in Psalms 27, 13, here he is being chased by King Saul. And watch this. Saul is wrong because David has not done anything to him. Sometimes it's best to keep your mouth shut and keep doing what you're supposed to do. Okay, can I step into this? See, the Bible says, work as though you're working on to the Lord. So even when they pass you up for a promotion that you deserve, the Bible says that you need to keep on working onto the Lord, not onto that man, but onto the Lord, because the Lord is the rewarder of those who work for him. You know, we, we forget that God is watching us. Don't you know God will move a boss out of the way, a CEO out of the way, a foreman out of the way to lift you if you trust him? How big is your God? How awesome is your God? God will move people out of your way just to put you where he has for you. Oh, yes, he will. Some of us think too small. We think on this realm. God is overseeing everything. And he's looking for someone who's going to stand up, trust him, try to walk right, have their heart right. And God said, I'm going to bless you. 
I'm going to bless you, but I have already blessed you. But because you trust me, I'm going to open up your account. See, we don't understand the process. You have to go through the valley before you go up on the mountain. The valley is the low side of the mountain. Y'all ready for me? Y'all ready for me? Okay, check this out. In the valley is where your faith is tested. Because if you can't withstand the trouble in the valley, you can't withstand the glory on top of the mountain. The trouble in the valley gets you ready for the glory on the mountain. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. If you can trust God, if God can trust you to trust him when you're going through the trouble, then God knows he can trust you when he start blessing you. See, see, you got to understand that when God start lifting you, all sorts of imps and, and Canaanites and Hivites and Jebusites and, 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 and Iites and, and all those folks come out of the woodwork. When God start blessing you, folks that you never saw before say, I'm your cousin. I don't Also, everybody want to be your friend. Also, keep your circle small. Everybody who start talking about you and want to be close to you when God lift you don't mean you well. Matter of fact, you better be careful who you take with you as you go up the mountain. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me finish. David, here he is, and then he got a vision, y'all. He knows he's anointed king. So here he is in the valley. He writes this in the valley. He said, I would have fainted. I would have passed out. I would have gave up. Unless, listen, I believe. I know it's deep down in my spirit because he told me so. I believe God's going to lift me. I don't know when. I don't know how. But I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Joseph, here he has been traded by his brother. Remember, he got a dream. He'd been traded by his brothers. Almost, they were going to kill him. They sold him into slavery. Potiphar as a slave, God's favor is on him. Potiphar's wife thinks he's cute or handsome, so now she wants some of it. He says, no, he holds on to his integrity, and now holding on to his integrity gets him in trouble. Can, can, can I come over here? Doing the right thing will get you in trouble. Doing the right thing, listen. Tony Evans song for one of the videos. This is what he said. He said while he was in college, he started working at, you know, loading um, boxes in the airplane at the airport. He said that they already had this system in place that is night shift. So what everybody would do, you would clock in for the other person while you go sleep for three hours. So you're getting paid for three hours that you're not working. He said, I can't do that. 
He said, he said, he said, he said, he said, I, I'm a Christian. Now, now he said, what happened is he became blackballed. Nobody talked to him, nobody wanted to be around him. He said, here he was working, and someone else would probably be working, and many times he was working by himself, so he got a double load of work. He said about three months later, he's called into the office and meets to the office. And, and then the boss said to him, he said, we have a person working down there in disguise watching what's going on. We know that everybody else is cheating the company. We know that you're not part of it. How would you like to be the supervisor over the whole ship? It's not that hard to do the right thing. He will not ask you to do something he hasn't given you the ability to do. Quit lying on God. Quit lying quit and say, I can't. Quit, quit lying on God when God says you can't. You know, God challenged me one day. I kept on saying, Lord, I guess I'm just this way. He said, no, you're not. I didn't make you like that. God, God will make you be honest with you. Lord, I guess I haven't worked it enough. Lord, I guess I don't want you bad enough. Lord, you know, and, and stuff will start dropping off when you begin to trust God. When you begin to set your sights on him, that, that, the, that, that after a while it will leave and you don't even know it's gone. Why? Because you done changed your focus. You done changed it on him. You begin to praise him more and thank him more. And God, listen, God don't want us to be satisfied where we're at. Listen, God will put a joy. He will show you where he's taking you. He will show you what he has for you. Just stay faithful. Let him change you. Let him work. What I found out is when I'm in the desert, God is working on me. When it seems like God's not doing nothing, he's doing everything. Hallelujah. He's working it out. He's moving things out the way. He's putting you in the right position. God is up to something. Turn to your neighbor that God is up to something. Even Jesus, he despised the shame of the cross, but he went through because of the joy that was set before him. I don't know about you. I see something. God done showed me something. Know why I can get up here and preach like this? I see something. Is there anybody else in the house see something? You're not there yet. Hasn't happened yet. Don't know when it's going to happen. But, but you got yourself. Listen, when you see something, you can't act any old way. When you see something, you can't say any old thing. When, when you see something, you can't have an attitude all the time. When you see something, it orders your steps. When you see something, it makes you do right when you want to do wrong. When you see something, you don't act like other people. When you see something, you don't mind being by yourself. When you see something, you got to get to what you see. And you're not going to let nobody or nothing
stop you from getting there. You got to ask God to show you what he has for you. Because when you don't see nothing, you don't have nothing to keep you. But when you see it, and he done showed it to you, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter what people say or people do. Why? Because what you see is bigger than what's happening now. See, now it's temporary. But God got something on the other side. Can you imagine that here Abraham is walking up a mountain? But he didn't know. But there was a ram. There was a blessing walking up the other side. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. Listen, the rams don't go that high up on the mountain. That round was ordered to go up the mountain. Now hold on. Wonder if Abraham would have turned around. Then the round would have turned around. But every step Abraham took, God blessing of a round took a step. Abraham couldn't see it, but God was working it out on the backside. Turn to and say, my blessing is on the backside. I can't see it, but it's on the backside. And as I keep on walking, it keeps on walking. And we're going to meet on top of the mountain. <laughs> Let people think you crazy. Let people laugh at you now. The same people who's laughing at you for holding on to your integrity will be asking you to pray for them later. <laughs> be asking you, how, how did you do it? David helps us. He said, wait. James helps us. Then I'm done. We're going to run through this real quick. James James, help us. He said, there's some steps you need to take. There's some way you need to go. He says, first of all, in James 4, 6, and 10, he says, but he gives more grace. He said, the more trouble, the more grace. Say that with me. The more trouble, the more grace. So, so if the trouble increase, God has already increased the grace that is on you. He would never let more trouble than more grace. He always going to give more grace to meet your trouble. Y'all with me? That's a promise if you trust him. Therefore, he says, says God resists the pride. Don't think you can do it on your own. This is not by self-will. This is not by how strong you are. Some of us is too strong. We're too strong. Matter of fact, we're fighting against God and don't know it. That's too strong. Listen, let's go on. Let's go on. I'm going to do this quick. But he gives grace to the humble me. He's breaking me. And no, he's breaking me. I'm going to stay right here. I know I need him. Humble is, this is a humbling. I know I need God. Can, can, can I help you with this? We all need God, but some of us don't know that we do. 
when God breaks you enough, you have no trouble knowing that if he don't hold you together, you in trouble. When God breaks you enough, you have no trouble saying, I'm weak, I'm broken, I can't do it. I'm only here by the grace of God. God is holding me together because if he wasn't holding me together, I would fall apart, I would lose my mind, I would act a fool, I'd be all over the place. But God got me and I'm glad he got me in a bedhood and I'm going to let him hold me because I can't make it without it. Let's go on. <laughs> let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on me quickly. He said, he said, he said, he said, therefore, submit. You know what submit means? Just say yes. Just let go. Not about you anyway. Not about your way or what you want. You know, I, I found out I don't know what I want. Y'all didn't hear that. You don't know what you need. But when God give it, you say, oh, that's exactly what I needed. You know, we come with a list, and God said, put away the list. That's foolishness, because you don't even know. Y'all got me. Okay, let's, let's go on. Let's go on. Said, resist the devil. Someone said, say what? When you are walking with God, it gives you power to resist the devil. Did you know that the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead, is in you? Did you know that he's not only in you, he's all around you? Did you know that if you speak and rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus, it says that he will flee from you? Now, you can't be doing it crying and scared. You need to stand up in who you are. You need to plant your feet. Say, I know who I am. I know I'm washed in the blood. I know I'm covered. I know I'm his child. So therefore, I'm empowered. Greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. Victory is mine. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. So therefore, if I speak, the Lord speaks behind me. So not only are you facing me, you facing God, the Holy Spirit, God the Son, God the Father. So in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Devil, I rebuke you. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Devil, I rebuke you. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I'm almost done. Then it says, then it says, draw near to God. You know how you draw near? Start thanking him and praising him. Just listen, you don't have to be in church to praise God. If you wait till you're in church, you don't wait it too long. You may not make it from Sunday to Sunday. I don't know about you. I need to praise him on Monday. Matter of fact, let me tell you, then I'm done. One of the most difficult times for preachers is after they preach. There's an element of glory that is on me. When I leave out of here, I'm open.
happen. Y'all hear me? Sometimes I just got to go someplace and sit by myself to come down because I cannot allow just anything to get me when I'm open. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So sometimes I just got to go and just say, hallelujah, glory, I bless you. You are good. Listen, you better create a space for just you and God. You better start praising him in the bad times, in the good times. You ought, to, you ought to begin to say, Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, negative thoughts are coming, and I refuse the negative thoughts. I refuse that, and I say thank you, because I know I'm yours. I know I'm in your hand. Listen, there's something about Jesus that makes everything okay. Listen, open up your mouth and start giving him praise. Praise is a weapon. Y'all didn't hear me. Praise is a weapon. Sing a song that reminds you who you are. Start telling the devil amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah. Start reminding the devil victory is mine. Victory is mine. Listen, listen, listen. The power is in your mouth. If you're down, the power is in your mouth. Listen, if you're under attack, the power, the power, the power, the power is in your praise. Know what the problem is? It's work. Huh? It's good. Hold on. Not hard work. It's good work. It's hard because the flesh don't want to do it. It's a, it's a faith fight. It's a faith fight. But you got to fight. Listen, the fight is fixed. So work your faith. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. It's a faith fight. So since it's a faith fight, you need to open up your mouth and work your faith and fight. Listen, the victory already yours, but you got to work your faith and fight. Listen, the fix is in. If you do it, you're going to win. But you got to stand flat-footed and do it. Ephesians chapter 6 says, be strong in his might and in his strength. He said, he said, he said, though you fight, our battle is not with flesh, it's not carnal, but it's mighty. Pulling down strongholds. Know what you do? You open up your mouth, and in that evil day, when the devil has attacked you, plant your feet, open up your mouth, and stand in Jesus. Stand in the blood. Stand in his word. Stand in your faith. Stand. Tell your neighbor, stand. 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 
था